I want to thank you all for coming out to hear the word this morning. I know that there are a lot of things that you can be doing this morning, but instead you came out and you chose to hear the word of God. You know, I often say how important it is to study the word. All right. And to meditate on the word of God and to meditate on God and to just think about godly things. And it's so important that we do that because, you know, it's it's one thing to just read the word. It's one, it's one thing to just read the Bible. But if we don't study the Bible, if we don't take it in, if we don't realize what we're reading, then everything that that we are reading is in vain. Because we don't understand it. You know, I haven't I haven't done an episode in a while. All right. Because I know that despite this being a Christian show, um I know that I still need time for myself to study the Bible because if I don't study the Bible, then I can lose focus on on what I'm talking about and I can end up saying the wrong thing, okay? And the main goal of leading people toward Christ can end up diminishing. All right. That's why I still have to take time out to meditate on the Lord and to study the word. Okay? Because if I just do this every day, despite how good my intentions are, if I don't know what I'm talking about, then I can be misleading a whole bunch of people. And I can't have that. That's why it's so important that we study the word. All right. Because the Bible is truth. Everything in in the Bible is truth. All right. And that in itself is another reason why we study the word, because we live in a world that is full of deception, that is full of lies, you know, All around us. All right. No matter who we are, no matter. um, What we do, no matter what our background is. All right. No matter what job we have, no matter what um, political side we choose. All right. This world is full of deception. Okay. And it can be easy to fall prey to this deception, to these deceptions, all right, and these temptations, okay? But that is why we have the Bible, because we can always rest assured that everything in the Bible is true, 
is truly written and is true. Some people often say, well, you know, over time, the Bible has been lost in translation over so many years. You know, so many versions have been written, you know, so it's been lost in translation. Yes, many versions of the Bible have been written over the years. But when it comes down to it, all scriptures is breathed out by God. And made perfect for teaching. All right. So when it all comes down to it, it's all true. Yes, there are some versions that I like a lot more than others, and there are some versions that I can't really get into. OK, but when it comes down to it. The Bible is 100 percent true. OK. And we need the Bible to stay grounded in the truth. We need that foundation. Okay. That way, when we are faced with certain deceptions or certain lies or certain temptations, we can say, wait, hold on. That's not the truth. That's not of God. That contradicts the Bible and the Bible is truth. So if the Bible is truth and that contradicts the Bible, then what you're saying must be a lie. And I'm not going to fall for that. So it's so important that we study the Bible. All right. And, you know, believe it or not, God loves it when we study his word, because that helps us to grow closer to him. That helps us to grow closer to him. All right. It helps us grow in our in our Christian faith, which is kind of what I want to talk to you today. About. But before I get into it, I want to continue um, saying that I know how the Bible, it can be a bit hard to read sometimes. All right. And. There are still, believe it or not, there are still some things in the Bible that I am still learning about, all right? That the Lord is still revealing things to me, okay? And that's a good thing. It is. It's, it's, I love it when I learn something new. It's great when I learn something new, okay? Especially in the Bible. And I know how hard that it, how hard it can be to to read and understand the Bible sometimes. OK, um, but that's when we ask God for a revelation. We ask him to please give us a revelation. All right. And the Lord loves that even more when he sees people trying to read his word. OK. And he will show you favor just like how he showed the Ethiopian eunuch favor when he was trying to read the scripture and he could not understand it. And he had um, shown him favor by sending someone to interpret it to him. All right. God will give you a revelation. OK, 
because he sees that you're taking that initiative that you want to get to know him. And that you want to grow closer to him. All right. And, you know, I can go on forever on how important it is to study the word of God and why we should study the word of God. But that's not really what I want to talk to you today about. You know, a few days ago, I was watching this one Christian program. Um, it was, I was watching the Christian news. Um, can't exactly remember what show it was. Um, either way, I had found out that there was this new thing going on in Christianity, something that I have never heard of before. And it's this thing called faith deconstruction. Now, when I heard of this thing called faith deconstruction, I had to look it up for myself because I had no idea what it was. I never heard the term before. And they were explaining what it was and how it was, and I'm going to say this word, I'm going to use this word, how it was infiltrating Christianity. And I say infiltrating because faith deconstruction, that in itself is a deception. And, that, and the thing that I was looking at, the thing that I was talking about on the news was that a lot of um, so-called Christians and Christian influencers and Christian entertainers. And by the way, I'm saying Christian influencers and Christian entertainers in air quotes, okay? Because I really don't like that, that term, Christian influencers or Christian entertainers, okay? To me, that is not even a real thing, all right? You're either a Christian believer or a non-Christian believer, Okay, you cannot be a Christian influencer. There is no such thing as a Christian entertainer. Okay, so anyways, what was going on was that a lot of these Christian influencers, famous Christian influencers and Christian entertainers, they were doing what they call faith deconstruction. And what that is was... Or what that is, is um, when, and listen now, when a Christian gets to a certain point in their life and they start having trouble with their faith, they start hitting a roadblock with their faith, what they do is they begin to go backwards, all right? They begin to tear down their faith and rebuild their faith again so they can, tr so they can try and see where they went wrong. And when I say went wrong, again, I'm putting that in air quotes because that just sounds so silly to me. And when I heard that, 
I'm like, are they for real? Like, is do people actually think that this fake deconstruction is is real? Like, this is really beneficial to Christianity and, and, and to other Christians? You know, and one of the names that they had actually mentioned um who who is for this all right is I'm not going to mention their name exactly but he's a very um famous um Christian singer all right and believe it or not growing up I actually used to listen to him okay he was part of a Christian group growing up that I used to listen to back in the 90s <laughs> okay and I I used to, you know, really like this guy, you know. I used to think that he that he was a awesome Christian singer. And now, you know, years and years and years later, I hear of this guy and they're saying that, you know, he believes in faith deconstruction. And I look up what this means because I have to I have to get a better definition of what this means. Because, you know, if I'm going to talk bad about something or rather I should say if I'm going to if I'm going to denounce something, I have to know what I am denouncing. OK, so I looked up a better definition of faith deconstruction. And I really had to scratch my head on that one because I'm like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like I just really don't understand it. And I really hate to say this, all right, and this doesn't sound right, but I really hope that this is just a very short trend and that this faith deconstruction goes away very quickly. Okay, because as I was looking at the news, and I was looking at this one segment on the news, this really caught my attention, and they were interviewing some people, and they were interviewing this one person, and they said, you know, oh, well, when it comes down to it, it's all about loving our neighbor. Isn't that what Christianity is all about? Isn't that what God wants us to do? Isn't that Jesus's final commandment that we love our neighbor as we would ourselves? Isn't that what we need to do is love? Isn't that what we need to do? And I've heard that so many times. And in my opinion, that's just an excuse. That's a cop out for being lazy. All right. That's another way of saying that. Yeah. Um, I accepted Jesus into my heart. I'm going to go to heaven. You know, but I don't want to do the Lord's work. I don't want to do the Lord's work. You know, I just love my neighbor. You know, that that I mean, that's all I really have to do anyway. Right. 
I mean, out of all the verses in the Bible, you know, that it's just it's just that one verse that really matters, you know, how we should love each how we should love our neighbor as we love ourselves, you know. That you know how how that's how that's um Jesus's final commandment, you know. That's that's the only verse that really matters, you know. And okay, yes, as Christians, one of our priorities, one of our main priorities as Christians is to love our neighbor, all right, as we would ourselves, okay? That is Christ's final commandment before he died, that we should um, love each other as Christ had loved us, all right? But even so, in this day and age, as I keep on saying, in a world full of deception, all right, even the term love can be very misleading nowadays. And if you don't know the Bible, if you don't know Christ Jesus the way how you should, all right, the term that you use, love, that that can be very misleading also. All right. And that word can be very deceiving also. Now, I really want to talk about how faith deconstruction contradicts the Bible. Okay. How faith deconstruction contradicts the Bible. Okay. But before I get into it, you know, I just I just want to say this, like there have been other times, you know, when um, a lot of things, a lot of um, a lot of um, toxic trends have infiltrated Christianity and infiltrated the Christian faith. Okay. And as much as I disagree with these um with these things, all right, I understand what they are saying. I don't agree with them, but I understand what they're saying. Okay, and I understand they're the other person's um perspective at least you know sometimes i do all right but this is like i just don't i just don't get it because this contradicts the bible in every way okay because they may they the way how they write it out they make um the term faith deconstruction sound very christiany you know, like, okay, you're tearing it down, but then you're building up your faith all over again. You know, um, isn't, isn't that what Christianity is all about? You know, and they make it seem very Christian-y, I guess is the term. And okay, as I was saying, um, they make it seem very Christian-y. <laughs> but 
is so deceiving because as I said, it contradicts the Bible in every single way. All right. Turn with me to the book of Second Peter chapter 3 verses 17 through 18. I'm going to read a few verses that tells us how faith deconstruction is wrong. Second Peter chapter 3 verses 17 through 18. You, therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Again, I'm going to read verse 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you right now what happens when you try faith deconstruction. Okay? Let's say you begin to um, grow in the Christian faith, okay? Let's say you are a Christian, all right? And um, you've been a Christian for a while. You've been growing in the faith, in the Christian faith for a while, okay? And then... All of a sudden, you hit a roadblock in your faith, all right? Or you hit a roadblock in your Christian walk with the Lord, as most of us do. Most of us do. In fact, all of us do, all right? I have, um, I'm sure everyone who has... Been, who who is listening to this um podcast has and if you haven't before you will trust me all right because i understand it's not easy to um to grow in the faith i understand that and i know that okay still let's say a person is growing in their christian faith they've been growing in their christian faith for a long time but then they hit this roadblock okay that is why we, well, one of the reasons why we have Christ Jesus, okay? That is why Christ Jesus has sent us a helper so that we may grow in him, so that he may teach us all things, all right? So when we hit these roadblocks, that is when we call on Christ Jesus. And that is who will get us over these roadblocks, okay? 
That's what should happen. Now, let me tell you what faith deconstruction does. When you get to these roadblocks, what you do during faith deconstruction is you go backwards. You say, well, let me tear this down. Let me, let me, let me go backwards. Let me deconstruct my faith. See where I went wrong. All right. Now, number one, what you're doing is you're making yourself weaker. As a Christian, you are making yourself weaker. All right. Verse 17, you therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. So if you are deconstructing your faith, that means that over all this time that you were growing in your faith, now you're tearing your faith down. All right. And as you're tearing your faith down, that leaves you more susceptible to the devil. That's when the devil starts creeping in. That's when Satan starts creeping in into your life. Okay. Now you don't think this is happening because, okay, maybe you still believe in God. You know, maybe you still believe in Jesus. All right. Maybe you still have a little bit of faith there, but you're going backwards. So you're weakening yourself. And now that the devil has crept in, now you want to rebuild your faith. And again, I'm saying that in air quotes because that just sounds so silly to me. All right. And you rebuild your faith as if you're going to take some other path around this roadblock. Okay. Because there's only one way to heaven and that is through Jesus Christ. You cannot tear down your faith and then rebuild it, hoping to see where you went wrong. Okay? Hoping that you can go around this detour, hoping that you can go around this roadblock in your life. Okay? Hoping that you can jump over this problem in your life. Okay? Because that's thinking that you can take a different path and that right there is leaning onto your own understanding. And when you lean onto your own understanding, okay, that is when you start to stumble. That is when you start to stumble. All right. Now, when you go backwards and you try to go forwards again, you are taking a big chance, a big risk, all right, that you will take the wrong path and that you will not go down the right path that you are supposed to and that you will not let the Lord lead you and guide you and direct your path and that you will lean onto your own understanding and you're taking a big risk that you will go off the path that the Lord is directing you on. All right. And I hope that you understand what I'm saying, because this is very important. You see, when we become Christians, <clears throat> when we become Christians, we become born again. 
Why do we as Christians use the term born again? Why do we as Christians use the term born again? Why don't we just use the term um, we are um, born in Christ? Or we are, or I don't know, we have come out of a new womb or something like that. I don't know. Why do we use the term we have been born again? Well, because before, before we receive salvation, we are sinners and we are growing in sin. And if we do not receive salvation, we will continue to grow in sin. All right. And when we die, if we do not have salvation. All right. Then those who do not have salvation will perish in hell. All right. However, for those who are sinners who continue to grow in sin, when they do accept Christ's salvation, all right, they become born again. They start their lives all over, okay? They start their lives all over. They become new creatures in Christ Jesus. So as I said, why do we use the term born again? Because just like when a baby is born, from the second they come out of the mother's womb, they begin learning. They begin growing. All right. They see the world. Their eyes open. All right. They can smell, they can hear, they can feel. All right. And from that second, they begin to grow. All right. When they're one years old, you can see them act a certain way when they're two years old. All right. Hopefully by then they're walking when they're three years old. Hopefully by then they're talking when they're four years old. All right. You can see that they are um, fully grown children. OK, by five years old. All right. They're in school. They're learning and you can see them grow day by day, year by year. How they interact, how they socialize, whatever. OK. So when we as Christians are born again, we begin to grow in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit comes in our life and we begin to grow in Christ Jesus. We grow in the Christian faith. Our faith grows every single day. All right. Sometimes we grow quicker than others. Sometimes we hit a slow point in our life. Sometimes we will hit a roadblock in our life. But when we overcome that roadblock, we learn so much from that one trial that we had just overcame. All right. And our faith becomes stronger when we overcome that roadblock, that detour, that, that one thing that has been hindering us from our spiritual growth for a while. 
Once the Holy Spirit helps us overcome that, we learn from that and we continue to grow in our faith. All right. That is why we say we are born again, because once we are new creatures in Christ, we begin to grow as Christians in our Christian walk with Jesus. Okay. That's why this this thing called faith deconstruction, how it just contradicts everything 100 percent of what the Bible says. All right. When you are born again, you grow in the Christian faith. All right. You do not go backwards. All right. Turn with me to first Peter, chapter two, verses two. All right. Excuse me. First Peter, chapter two, verses one through two. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You see, we should not want to deconstruct our faith. The Bible says that not only do we need to um, grow in the faith, but we should want to grow in the faith. Okay, I'm going to give you an analogy. I'm going to give you an analogy. And I love using analogies. I love it. <laughs> All right. You look at the Empire State Building. Took the Empire State Building exactly one year to build. From 1930, in fact, no, the entire year of 1933, all right? I think it was either from 1933 to 1934 or 1932 to 1933. I think it was from 1933 to 1934, regardless. Took the, enti took the entire Empire State Building one year to build, okay? Now, the Empire State Building, again, if I'm not mistaken, and I probably am, is about 100 and 19 stories high. All right. Either way, I know it's above 110 stories. All right. That is a big building. For a long time, even though it was a long time ago, it had held the record of being the largest building in the world. All right. Now, even though that was a long time ago, that's still a pretty good record. Okay. Now, when making a structure, you often have to first survey the land. Okay. Make sure the foundation is good. Okay. Then once you realize that the foundation is good, you then pour the cement flattening out the foundation, okay? After that, you then um, put the, start building the base, 
of the structure. All right. And then from there, you start building upwards. You start building the structure. Okay. Now, can you imagine that when they were building the Empire State Building, they got to, let's say, the 80th floor. Okay. And then they hit a problem, whatever problem it was. Maybe um, they did something wrong. Maybe they didn't get enough materials. Maybe they got the wrong materials. Maybe um, they ran out of money. All right. Whatever. Now, what would be the best solution? To leave it the way it is until they fix the problem. Then they can finish making the Empire State Building or would you think that they should tear down the entire building all the way to the first floor, that they should tear down all 80 floors that they had just built and start over again and hoping that when they come to the 80th floor the second time, they overcome their problem. Naturally, you wait until you fix the problem. And once you fix the problem, you continue to build from there. You don't just tear down the entire building and start over again. That would be foolish. All right? That's going backwards. And you do not want to go backwards. Not only that, but when you decide to deconstruct your faith, what you are doing is you are leaving Jesus, all right? You may say, well, you know, you still have your faith. You just don't have as much faith. You're just going back a little bit, you know? No, that's not true. Because when you get to a certain point, in your life, all right, in your walk with Jesus, let's say you've been a Christian for, I don't know, let's say 20 years, and you're at a certain point in your faith with Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus is right there next to you, all right? And all of a sudden, you decide to deconstruct your faith. Do you think that Christ Jesus is going to go back with you he's not Christ Jesus is always going to be there for you when you call on him that's true but Christ Jesus is not going to go backwards with you all right because now you're walking away from heaven all right you're leaving Christ All right. Philippians chapter three, verses 12 through 14. Not that I have a not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. 
Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind. And if in any you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. See, Paul, what he's saying is, look, I'm not saying I'm perfect. All right. Despite how advanced I have become in my Christian faith, I'm not saying that I have attained my goal yet. Okay. I'm not saying that I have perfected the Christian faith. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that everything that that is behind me, I left behind me, okay? You take Let's say yesterday. Okay, yesterday I was a Christian. However, yesterday I wasn't as strong in my faith as I am today. So why would I want to go backwards? I'm going forward to those things which are ahead. My overall goal is to get to heaven. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I like this. I like these set of scriptures. All right. Because not only that, but in verse 15, Paul, in so many words, tells us. Tells us how faith deconstruction is wrong, because remember what I said how um, faith deconstruction just contradicts everything that the Bible says 100%. All right. And I read from Philippians chapter three, verses 12 um, through 15, how it contradicts it, how it contradicts the Bible. All right. Paul right now, in so many words, even refers to faith deconstruction. He says, therefore, let us as many are as mature have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. For instance, all right, we as Christians, we are to move forward in Christ Jesus. And if anyone thinks otherwise, if anyone thinks that faith deconstruction is a good thing, if anyone thinks that going backwards is a good thing, okay, or if it's all right, all right, then God will reveal even this to you. God will reveal how you are wrong and how we need to move forward. In Christ Jesus. Not move backwards. I mean the name alone just sounds. Just sounds. You know ridiculous. 
faith deconstruction. What does deconstruction mean? To tear down, to destroy. So, I mean, what? In other words, you're tearing down your faith, you're destroying your faith. I want to read these last set of scriptures. All right. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verses 10 through 16. Book of Ephesians chapter 4 verses 10 Through 16. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speak the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. I want to read from verse 13 through 16 again. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing growth to the body for the edifying of itself in love. Now I'm going to read verse 14 one more time. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. First of all, that tells us right there that we are to grow in Christ Jesus. We are we are a part of the body of Christ Jesus. All right. And we are to grow in Christ Jesus. 
All right. Now, when we do not grow in Christ Jesus, and we go backwards, all right? As I said, we are leaving ourselves vulnerable, all right, to be tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So yes, you still might have your faith. You still might have a little bit of faith, all right? But because you decided to go backwards, you are leaving yourself more vulnerable to Satan and his deception and his lies and his temptations and his trickery and his deceit. We are to grow stronger in our Christian faith. That is why I say that it is so important to study the word. Because when you study the word, you grow in the Christian faith. And I'll be honest, um, me, myself, I am the type of person to, you know, um, take take everything with with a grain of salt. In other words, I am the type of person who tries to look at um, both sides so that I can get an understanding, as I said before, of what I am turning away from so that I can know So that I can know how to, and I'm trying to find the right words here because I don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> I try to understand other people's point of view, all right, so that I can know how to spread the gospel. So that um, if I see that somebody is doing the wrong thing, I can know not to follow that person, okay? But this one thing, it's like, I just don't, I just don't get it. All right. I'm glad now I know what it is. And I know how to identify this faith deconstruction thing. But, you know, when I, when I had heard of this, You know, this this really, I guess you can say in a sense, you know, shocked me. Not really shocked me, but I said to myself, wow, 
you know, because one of the people who who actually advocated for this was a Christian singer who I really used to listen to and really used to admire growing up in the 90s. And you know, what's sad is that a lot of people um, that advocate for this, Christian influencers, Christian entertainers, and again, I, do, I say that in air quotes because I don't like that term. All right. You know, you have um, parents who um, want their children to listen to Christian music, to Christian television. All right. Because it's hard to find good, clean, wholesome, um, Bible believing um, TV shows or TV movies or TV channels. Um, nowadays it is all right. And it's sad because even when you think that, oh, well, okay, I can trust this person because he's a Christian. He believes in Jesus. You know, he sings about Jesus. Um, so yes, I can trust my children to listen to this guy or this girl, all right. Or this woman or this man, whatever, um, but what you don't know is that that's this same person that you are letting your child listen to. This person actually believes in in something as crazy as faith deconstruction, and they're and and now they're trying to teach this, all right? And they're speaking on how they believe in this, all right? And because these kids now look up to these Christian influencers, these Christian artists. All right, these Christian entertainers, whatever, okay. Now they think that, you know, oh, well, you know, um, such and such said it. So, you know, faith deconstruction, that must be, you know, um, of God. And you can't really blame them because they're just children and they're so innocent and, you know, their influence is... Um, their influence are supposed to be Christians. You know, I'm not saying blame the parents either because it's not their fault either. But I digress. <laughs> All right, I digress. So... I am going to close right there. I want to thank you all for listening. Um, I'm going to close right now with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, O Lord God, for this day, another day that you have given us, O Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the reading of your word, Lord God. Lord, I pray, O oh Lord, that you just continue to give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in the reading of your word, O oh Lord, and that you may help us apply it to our everyday lives, O oh Lord. Lord, we are not perfect, O oh Lord God, and we know that we will never be so long as we are on this earth, O oh Lord. Still, Lord God, let us continue to move forward 
in our Christian growth, O Lord. Let us continue to grow in your name, Christ Jesus. Let us learn from our mistakes, O Lord God, so that we may continue to grow stronger in the Christian faith, O Lord. Lord, I pray, O Lord God, that you just continue to give us the passion and the will and the desire and the want to and the know-how, O Lord God, to study your word. Thank you for your many blessings, O Lord. In your name I pray, amen. Now, before I go, I want to leave you with this verse. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. That is taken from the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verses 9. Thank you all.